Hi there, and welcome to episode 62 of the T21 Mum podcast. My name is Mary, and I'll be your host. Each episode, we'll talk about life, Down syndrome, single parenting, mamahood, and pretty much everything in between. I have a daughter named Ainsley, and she's eight years old and rocking an extra chromosome, also known as Down syndrome. And I am living life my way. And as per usual, my good friend and co-host Ron is here with me today. Hey, Ron. Yep, still here. How's it going? Still here. Good. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of stuff going on with it being summer and all. Yeah, it hasn't been, you know, we haven't really done a lot this summer, but that's okay. Except except for that rather interesting Airbnb experience when you went to Kelowna. Yeah, that kind of, that was enough. (laughs) And we got out there right before all the forest fires, so that was good. Well, and, you know, finding out the place was a fraud. Oh, well. Live and learn. Yep. So what are we doing today? Well, today we are talking with another rockin' mom who became a single mom shortly after her daughter uh, with Down syndrome was born and how she started her own business, a successful photography business called Paper Dolls Photography. Okay. And uh, her name is Stephanie. Mm-hmm. And let's go talk to Stephanie. Okay. Today on the T21 Mom Podcast, we have another rocking mom, Stephanie Mullany. <laughs> I got it right. She <laughs> is the owner and founder of Paper Dolls Photography, and I just absolutely love her photos. So welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. First, can you share a little bit about you and your daughter, Hannah? Uh, Hannah is seven now. Uh, okay. She just started second grade. Uh, last week, school started back. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes to a private Christian school and she is thriving. She's doing amazing. Wonderful. And um, for me, uh, I just get to be her mom and take pictures. <laughs> I just identify as Hannah Grace's mom. That's how everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so does she go by Hannah Grace or just Hannah? Yeah, I call her. I like Hannah Grace. Hannah yeah. means grace of God, too. So covered her twice. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. My uh, Uncle Kendall, he kind of nicknamed her HG. So, you know, she's called it <laughs> too. Oh, that's wonderful. Awesome. Yeah, my daughter's eight. So a little bit ahead of you, but not by much. So, yeah. Now, did you have a, I'm always curious for to ask people, but did you have a prenatal or a birth diagnosis? A birth diagnosis. Yeah, I knew as soon as they handed her to me, I saw those almond-shaped eyes, you know, and I knew instantly she had Down syndrome. So I kind of diagnosed her before the doctors did, but you know, they had the official one, but I knew. Yeah. And so how was that for you? For me, it was like, I I don't even know how to explain it. I just knew I'm probably going to cry on this podcast. Okay. okay? (laughs) I probably will. Um, But it's like within that millisecond, I just, I, it's like you're taught immediately, like, what unconditional love is. I just knew that not only did she need me, but I needed her even more. I don't know how to explain it. It's just like this instant bond. Yeah. I, I have to agree. That's kind of how I feel about my daughter too. So yeah, that's interesting. It's almost like I loved her more. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like, (laughs) and she's your only child, correct? My only. Yeah. 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 Ainsley's my only as well. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I first saw your beautiful photos online and I was completely mesmerized all these beautiful babies with down syndrome and 
but then I started reading about you as a single mom and cause I'm a single mom by choice and your story really resonated with me. Can you share a little bit about your story about this time in your life? Yeah, sure. So I've lived in Tennessee the majority of my life, but I lived in Hawaii for almost two years and I was, that's where I was pregnant with her there. And so my doctor there, you know, we're going to prenatal diagnose, uh, diagnosis stuff. And, um, you know, where they're just kind of checking you out and they said I was measuring small and based on the fact that I was measuring small, they wanted me to do the genetic testing. And I was like, no, you know, I just didn't want anything to do with any kind of testing. I was like, I'm five foot 10, so I'm really tall and I've always been small. So I wasn't concerned about anything like that at all. But based on just that fact, they offered me the number to the abortion clinic there. And I'm like, um, no, I'm not having my baby here. Uh, so I'm just going to move along. And I, so I came back to Tennessee um, to be around family. My family's here and I wanted to have her here instead, you know, not there. And so the big day came, you know, and gave birth to her. Uh, she, it, I did, I was all natural, so I didn't have, <laughs> yeah, they can hear, it's not like I was being murdered down the hall. I'm sure uh, I screamed a lot, uh, but she came out. So she, there was, you know, no drugs or anything in my system. So she was fully awake and screaming and everything. And, um, and so again, as soon as I saw her, I knew that she had down syndrome and one of the nurses said, you know, she came over to me, didn't you have testing in Hawaii? Didn't they offer you the test? I was like, yeah, it's like I was being scolded, you know, how, how dare I not, you know, accept the test. And I was like, yeah, she's like, why didn't you? I said, cause I didn't want to, it, you know, just a simple answer. I just didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And my then husband at the time, you know, he's like, it looks like something's wrong with her. You know, it's like something, something's not right. She's not right. Um, and he eventually ended up, you know, calling her defective. He left us when she was five days old. She was diagnosed with CHD, congenital heart defect. She had three holes in her heart. They thought she had leukemia too, because her white blood cell counts was 77,000 instead of between the five and 10,000 it was supposed to be. So he's gone. I'm over here dealing with all this. I don't even have a car. My Jeep is still in Hawaii. I had to have it shipped back, you know, a couple months later, didn't have a home to go to. We we're in the NICU for about a week and we have to do a bunch of appointments and stuff for her heart checkups and all that. And um, so I had to live with family, um, you know, to get me back and forth and, until I could find a job. So uh, needless to say, you know, you're slammed with all this stuff there. The doctors are telling you, what your child is not able to do, what they're not going to do. And there's all this, it's just a lot of negativity. And you're just like, I want to celebrate my baby, mm-hmm. but it's not a welcome wagon. It's, it's the complete opposite. It's more like they treat it like they're dying, you know, mm-hmm. instead. So. And the nurse asked you like almost right after you gave birth. You oh yeah. Have, that's crazy. Yeah. She washed her. She did the little bathing thing, washed off her head and they did all the measuring and they, you know, the, the APGAR testing and all that stuff. And she came over there and yep, she sure did. She asked me why didn't I was being scolded for not like, how dare you bring this child into the world? Wow. Wow. That, that really breaks my heart for you. Like, you know, as many of our, my listeners know, they, I had a prenatal diagnosis, so I had time to prepare and I really wanted Ainsley's birth to be a celebration and right. you know, a joyous one. And I was able to do that. And then here you're having to deal with so many things, a nurse scolding you right after giving birth. Like that is just unbelievable. Yep. And, and then everything that you went subsequently went through, you know, your now ex-husband leaving you. I, 
leaving your daughter. Like, I just can't even fathom what that's like. Like you had just moved back. You didn't even have a place to go to. I, I mean, kudos to you. But I mean, <laughs> like, I think just as moms, you know, you just do it. You have to just had, do it. Yeah, you're exactly right. Just had to roll with the punches because let me tell you, they just kept coming. They just kept on coming. It, yeah. was, it was a lot, but you have to do it for your kid. You know, it's yeah. that love. It's going to keep you going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just, you just do it because you have to. And, and yeah. for the love of our kids. Exactly. Yeah. You, you nailed it. So, and so obviously we're here to talk about, you know, you and your, your beautiful daughter, Hannah Grace, but also about paper dolls photography. And I'd like to know how you came up with it and, and how did you come up with the name? Cause I really love the name. So the name, it's kind of, the name is a collaboration. It's kind of meshed into a lot of things that I, I like. I'm a person who like, I don't know, I'm more of a deep thinker. So I didn't just want it to be Stephanie Maloney photography, you know, yeah. I wanted it to mean something and portray what I was doing. So, you know, everybody called her doll, you know, so I had that kind of go out of my mind. And then with her diagnosis of Down syndrome, you know, awareness ribbons have all different kinds of colors for every kind of awareness. Uh, Down syndrome is blue and yellow, obviously, as you know. Uh, CHD is red and blue and then mm. leukemia orange. And then I have a nephew who's autistic. And so for my brand watermark logo, um, that's what I wanted it to look like, like a string of paper dolls and they're open on both ends because I accept all abilities. We shut nobody out. My mission is inclusion and advocacy. So I use the, the diagnosis that were nearest and dearest to me as my watermark. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, I, I, I love that. And, and so, and how is Hannah Grace doing now? Like you said, she was born with CHD and had possible leukemia. So how is she doing now? Oh, amazing. So the doctors were saying she wouldn't be alive at age three. You know, she's seven now. Obviously, she's yeah. alive. Uh, and um, so lots and lots of prayer. And those holes ended up closing on their own. The biggest one that they were so worried about, they were saying she's going to have to have that open heart surgery or she wouldn't be alive, you know. And so we like to do a lot of we're I, I'm into nutrition and stuff. So I did a lot of supplements for her heart and juicing and I made her baby food from scratch, avocado. I get up at four o'clock in the morning, juice carrots. So many she was starting to turn orange. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's for real. And um and so I went back in uh, for another checkup. It was before she turned to, it was like in November. So it was like right before Christmas, the best Christmas present ever. The cardiologist, she came in, big tears in her eyes. So that's in there like bawling like a baby with my aunt. Cause I was so afraid that they're going to come back and say, no, we have to do the surgery. Mm -hmm. And she said, Stephanie, it took so long because uh, I couldn't find the hole. And I was like, <sighs> so we were released from cardiology and she is free and clear. And that possible leukemia was a lymphatic infection. So okay. she ended up, it went away. Her counts came back down to normal after three months. So, oh, wow. That's, the Lord. I yes. know. It was a miracle. Was, <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. That's so fantastic to hear. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like 50% of our kids are, are heart babies. So, yes. you know, like it's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's very scary. So yeah. And I, I have friends who've had to go through the, the heart surgery and I can't even imagine what that's like handing your baby over, you know, right. they're, they're in God's hands at that point. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now you don't really have, you know, from everything I've read, you don't really have a background in photography. So how did this all happen? Like, how did you learn? Like, did you just figure it out yourself or <laughs> what did you do? 
Yeah. So when I finally found that job, you know, after eight months of not having one and dealing with every, you know, couch surfing at family members' houses and stuff, I finally found a job and I was a basically a house manager uh, for family. Well, the husband was a pro videographer and you know how you like to show pictures of your kids to everybody, you know? So I'm showing pictures and he's like, you have a gift. He said, you need to go out and buy a real camera. I was like, you're crazy. I can't even work a remote control for a TV, let alone <laughs> something like a camera, you know, with that many buttons. And, uh, and so I just kind of brushed it off and he just kept on and on and on. And a couple months later I did, I went, I was like, you know what, I'm just basically kind of doing it to prove him wrong. You know, like, let me show you that I can't do this. And so <laughs> after, you know, posting my first collection online, uh, American beauty, the, I had news people calling me. And so, I mean, any questions I had, I would ask him, even though he did videography, he still knew some stuff about taking stills and cameras. Mm-hmm. So that's where it all started is that, you know, completely orchestrated kind of fell in my lap. Like I was not like, Ooh, I want to grow up and be a photographer. You know, I prayed for a platform to advocate for Hannah and, you know, things like that. And that's where it started. That was the genesis of it. (laughs) Wow. So you essentially just taught yourself then? Yeah. 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 I did not take any classes. I just literally (laughs) practiced all the time and tried to figure it out. And if I had a question, I would ask, you know, my boss and uh, (laughs) that's how it happened. (laughs) Oh, so fantastic. So it's, <laughs> I always find it amazing how things sort of just weave in our lives and how it just kind of, you know, one door opens and then another, then another, just because through choices that you make. And so right. that's, that's awesome. Wow. <laughs> I'm sure he's very proud of you that he, he told you to go and do this. So that, that's oh, it's, I told you so all the time. I told you so. I told you so. <laughs> oh, I yeah. bet. So. <laughs> You know, on your website, and of course, we'll provide all the links and things that uh, in our show notes, and we'll talk about it at the end of the show. But you wrote a beautiful letter to Hannah Grace. Can you share a little bit about it and why you wrote that letter and and why you shared it? Yeah. So I I probably cry about this too. Is that cry about everything <laughs> when I talk about her? But um, I wanted to write it in a way that it was more like a letter to her instead of just writing about what happened because when she's older you know, I, I wouldn't want her to read what her, you know, biological father called her. I don't want her to see that. So that's why I wrote it the way that I did. I just want her to know how, you know, amazing, <laughs> amazing she is, mm-hmm. how she's changed my life and the others, you know, I never, I wanted to be like, you know, like an heirloom that she'll always have. Mm-hmm. So, and I shared it with others because, you know, just, parents who are online looking for information about, you know, say they had a prenatal diagnosis and they're looking up, you know, so many have found that letter and, and they've made choices to, you know, keep their child or, you know, things like that. So it's, it's not just for her, but to, you know, show others, Hey, your kid is going to be amazing. You know, just don't listen to that. You know, all the naysayers and, you know, the society's perceptions of our kids, cause it's just not true. It's not, you know, so that's why I wrote that letter, you know, for Hannah and just for others to be able to see it too, to is in, in an effort to help raise awareness and it's been working. So, and that's <laughs> amazing. That's awesome. And it's okay to cry. I cry all the time. Oh, no, <laughs> no, it's not bad at all because I think it just shows our, our love for our kids and, and how we want to spread 
awareness for our kids and understanding, you know, you're doing it through photography. I can do it through, you know, my podcast and everyone has a gift or a talent that they can share. And, and, and I also do it through cookies. I bake a lot of cookies. Oh, nice. Thanks. Yeah. I fundraise for our local Down syndrome organization, the Down syndrome resource foundation. And, and uh, there's a whole story and we can talk about that later about how my cookies just, how I got this huge donation from some women, some random lady. And, and it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's amazing. But you know, you just have to use what God gives you, your talents that you were given. And you know, you didn't, didn't realize that you had this gift for photography and you know, look where it's taken you. I think it's crazy, you know? So like you were saying, like, so practically on like a wing and a prayer, literally you launched your business. And your first collection, as you said, was called American Beauty. And in less than a week, it essentially went global. So I know that you you posted your pictures online. And then what happened? You kind of briefly mentioned, like, you were getting calls. Like, what sort of happened? Like, I yeah, mean, it was less than a week. And, and that, that's right. just crazy. <laughs> yeah. It was it, – I posted a picture of Hannah wrapped in an American flag scarf that I had because mm-hmm. I was trying to portray – again, deeper meaning me over here. Like I want to show like, you know, our kids should be given the same, you know, privileges and freedoms as everybody else. And that's just not the case. So that picture was wrapped in, you know, wrapped in freedom, covered in grace. And it was like the sweetest she was looking up at the sky. I mean, it was perfect. And so it just kind of went viral. Everybody was loving it online. Then I started getting calls from reporters from our local news stations. Australia was calling me like literally these other countries. It was even written in languages I didn't know, like, you know, uh, Romania and stuff like that. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, and they were just wanting to know, you know, why are you photographing children with special needs? So apparently it's like so rare to see our kids portrayed in such a beautiful light, you know, because all you see is the negative stuff, negative stuff. So I guess to see something beautiful about our kids is surprising or I guess the others, I don't know. I was like, why not? You know, mm-hmm. and then why, why not take pictures of kids with special needs and portray them in a beautiful way because that's, they are inside and out. Um, and so that's, it just kind of snowballed and I was telling our story. So. Wow. That's <laughs> amazing. I mean, I'm sure you weren't prepared for that. Right? I was not. I was like, huh? I was like, really? <laughs> Oh, but how, how exciting and how thrilling that must've been for you. Yeah. Because it continued like raising advocacy. It was like the perfect thing because it was just telling our story and it was raising Mm -hmm. awareness for Down syndrome and the other kids and just exactly what, you know, I wanted, but it came through a way that I was not expecting for sure. Yeah. That, and, and that's just what's so Yeah. Amazing and great about it is that you weren't expecting it. And then it, and then it kind of just snowballed and had this wonderful, wonderful effect that all these people, you know, were, you know, talking about you and, (laughs) and, and wanting to know more. And, and I mean, I think, you know, that you launched and it essentially went global and within a week (laughs) is amazing. And then I know that you wrote in your letter and you talked about it is that, you know, people from literally all over the world were asking you why you were photographing people with special needs. And I mean, I personally think that's kind of incredulous that people would even ask that. Like, I like that you said, they're they're beautiful. Like our kids are beautiful and let's show them. But like, why do you think people were asking you that? Do you think people don't think they're 
worthy. I don't know. Right. Exactly. But, and at the same time that all my stuff was coming out, there was another big news story somewhere in Virginia. There was a photographer who absolutely would not accept a child with down syndrome as a client because they didn't want that kind of client in their portfolio. And so, so it does happen where they're not even accepted by photographers because they don't want that look of a you know, quote unquote disability to be, they don't, and some of them just don't know how to work, you know, with our kids or understand or are patient with them. And I mean, our kids understand so much, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think that was part of it. And um, just the fact that it's just not something you see every day. When we, when you Google, you know, down syndrome, usually the first thing that pops up on Google is a, a really bad sketch. There is a sketch. Yeah. It's horrible. It's like, that is not what my kid looks like. So mm-hmm. they're not used to seeing kids doing, all these things because as far as we're concerned and what the doctors told me and tell so many others of what they can't do and then you see a picture of them doing it well what in the world what's going on that's not I didn't think that you know down syndrome kids could do things like that or you know whatever yeah I think it was a shock yeah but that's so sad that people like that photographer won't even accept somebody who's a little different you know And to me, that's just so ignorant and yeah. it, yeah, it hurts my mama's heart to, to hear that. And, you know, and, you know, but as I'm sure, you know, don't ever mess with a mama bear, especially oh. a mama <laughs> and a child with Down syndrome. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. Cause I got another thing coming for sure. Yep. You know? <laughs> and it, yeah, but I, but I guess also. I love that people were also asking the question because I am glad, yeah. you know, because then it gives them like something to ponder and something to think about. Like, you know, why are you photographing these children and why has this become so popular? Right. Right. You know, and I think so in itself that that's kind of amazing. And I think it's educational as well. Like, because I think a lot of it is that people are just so ignorant about what down syndrome is and what people with down syndrome are capable of, you know, and, you know, that they can do all these amazing things, just like their neurotypical peers, and it might take them a little longer, or they might do it slightly different. But if you give them a chance and some support, you know, our kids can do these things, like whatever they set their minds to. So, you know, and I, and, and I think it's important that we show people that. So, you know, which I, you know, you're helping to do through your photography and, yeah, it just it still blows my mind though that people would would ask such a question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And you know, I know also you you talk a lot about like in like on your website and things about I, I really love your saying, like look with your eyes, see with your heart. As I as I really believe this speaks volumes about our kids. Right. But can you explain yeah. what you mean by this or 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 why you like this saying or it's I guess it's part of your mission statement like I guess. my mantra yeah oh, your mantra yeah yeah um yeah I, I it just came from my heart because that's what I feel like you know her dad left because that's all he was seeing is like her diagnosis he was just seeing her as a label he was just seeing her features and he had said that in you know high school that him and his friends used to make fun of people with down syndrome and so I was like he, he wouldn't see the inside of the person you didn't even like give her a chance you know, mm-hmm. it was just seeing down syndrome, try so many 21, just seeing the diagnosis and not her as a person, you know, you know, so 
you want people to see our kids through a different lens, you know, don't just look on the outside and assume, oh, just because you have Down syndrome, you're going to be over here in this box and you can't do this and you can't do that. I was told that Hannah would never run. That's all she does, <laughs> you know, so there's so many misconceptions. And so that's where it comes from, you know, give our kids a chance, but go on the inside, not just a diagnosis. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's it. I think it just totally speaks to our kids. I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> and I feel it like in your pictures, you really capture, you know, our kids trueness, you know, their, their true essence. And it's just so beautiful. Like I, I mean, they always say the camera doesn't lie, but you know, and I'm sure that's one of the many reasons you love photographing our kids, you know, but I just like, what do you think about that? Do you think like our, our kids, kids are real yeah. all the time. authentic all the time? Yeah. You know how they tell you, oh, kids with Down syndrome are always happy. That is not true. <laughs> I know That's it's not. not. That is not true. <laughs> if, if, you know, if they're sassy, I'm going to catch that in the picture. It is awesome. You know, if they're upset, if they're happy, but whatever it is, whatever mood they're in, it's real. There's no mm -hmm. fake cheesy smiles. They don't do it. I, I think they're incapable of pretending anything. <laughs> they're so yeah. authentic. And that's what I love. And I love capturing that. It's so real. It's yeah. beautiful. Oh. <laughs> Yes, I have to agree. <laughs> yeah. and, and yes, and Ainsley, as I'm sure Hannah Grace, they, is not happy all the time. No. Let me tell you, I'm fearing the teenage years. I still have a few years to go, but I'm fearing it. Well, since your daughter, she's like, you know, uh, a year ahead of mine. So you figure it out and then I'm going to send Hannah to you and you okay. can help me with her when she becomes a teenager. Okay. And send it back. All right, deal. <laughs> Is so since you first launched, like when did you first launch? Was it what year uh, was it? Uh, 2016, March of 2016. So, so, and then so Hannah Grace, how old was she? Like, she was almost two. Her birthday's in April, and I started in March. Oh, I okay. So, oh, okay. March. It was almost two years after because I didn't start working for that family until, yeah. well, she was close to a year old. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, you, you got <laughs> up and running pretty quick. So that's, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So since you first launched and, and fast forward to now, has anything changed for you and how you want to change people's perceptions of our kids? Like, I get that you want to share your pictures with the world as I know as parents, we all want the world to see their true beauty, their, their true gifts that our, that our children are. But has it changed for you what you are trying to convey to people, I guess, in the neurotypical community? Uh, well, since my mission is inclusion, you know, I, I want everybody, you know, to join us, you know, so, and what I find a lot of times is that people will come and they'll see, they'll love, you know, my work, my photography and the pictures and imagery in general, but when they see, and I'm talking about parents who only have typical children, don't know anybody with special needs, et cetera. Um, my challenge that I find is that they don't want to be associated with my brand because over 90% of my, you know, families who come to me have someone who, you know, has special needs and the majority of them have Down syndrome. So when they go and they see that, you know, they just don't want to be associated with my brand. 
So I am, you know, very much so on inclusion. Like we want you over here too. Like we, that's kind of the thing. We don't want to be just, you know, special needs photography, but that's kind of what I've become known for. But I want everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, the siblings of those kids, everybody. Um, So I'm still kind of on that same mission of, you know, inclusion, advocacy. And, you know, I've met so many people with so many different diagnoses. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a great place when people are typing in, you know, pictures of kids with Down syndrome or, you know, whatever. Um, and my, I come up every time so they can go on there and read about the different diagnoses that they don't already know about. So it's, I have the same mission because, you know, it's the world is still, I mean, it's, it's gotten better, but there's mm-hmm. still such a stigma. Oh yeah. And we still have a long way to go, but it's interesting. So it's inclusion kind of reverse. Like you want to have people, you want yes. to have all people of all walks of life, typical disabilities right. or whatever. And yeah. so that that's really interesting it's, that. Yes. They kind of uninclude themselves because yeah. it's almost like they're afraid that people will think their kid has special needs. If they're associated with my brand or something like that. And that is a negative thing to them. It's like, no, actually it's awesome over here. Come over here and join us. We want you to get to know our kids, you know, kids like ours and, you know, have your kids come play with my kids. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that's interesting. You know, that doesn't really surprise me, but I, but I was surprised to hear it. Like when you said that, yeah, interesting. So, and you know, I'm also curious, like you, you have your different collections on your website and how do you come up with the names of your different collections? Uh, I do that. uh, I start, I've kind of changed it a little bit uh, now, but I was doing it because you know, back to them saying our kids can't do this and that. And then all the negative black cloud stuff they give you, you know, when your child's born about what they cannot do. I do that on purpose because like, you know, the tea party collection or something, because when you're being told all this stuff, you're not imagining your child in the future playing with other kids, being at a tea party and things like that. You're just, you know, they paint such a gray picture of them, like being a lump of whatever, just floating around on a log, not doing anything or whatever. So I portray those things on purpose. You know, anything any other kid can do, I like to capture that in a picture because the proof is right there. It's like, no, you know, when parents again are out searching, you know, for pictures of kids with downstone information, you run across that. It's like, wait a minute, they said my kid couldn't do that. And here are all these kids doing that. You know, actually one of the, the tea party pictures that I did and I don't know what part of Canada you're in, but in Alberta at the Down Syndrome Association, they bought a picture of that and it's hanging up there of the picture I did of the tea party. They, oh, they, that's awesome. Yeah, whoever the Down Syndrome director is there uh, found me and she's like, hey, can I get you know a copy of that? And it's hanging off. So we're also represented in Alberta. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm in yeah. BC. So I'm just a little bit west of okay. Alberta, the next okay. province over. So, oh, yeah. that's wonderful. Oh, I'll have to check that out. That is so cool. I would love for there to be a Canadian beauty collection. So if, oh, you, yes. if you come yes. up to Canada, we'll have to, yes. we'll have to arrange something. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I, I know that parents here would, would clamor for it. So, you know, because I try to take pictures of Ainsley, but you know, I'm 
you know, I, I don't have half the talent. I'm just using my iPhone most of the time, but you know, it's always nice to have some professional pictures. I've done it a couple of times and it, it's always really nice to just really, to showcase our kids, you know, right. in, in a really nice way. And it, I remember I did one when she was two and a half and it was a lot of fun and the lady was really wonderful. And I bumped into her a few times since then at various events. And, and actually she was the photographer for Ainsley's first communion, which was really nice. And she, she took us last. So we had a little bit more time and, and then an, I had another woman who she offered some free photos to single parents and, and it turns out like, and her, her son has Down syndrome. So that was nice. So, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. so that was a really yeah. nice connection. Yeah. So like, does Hannah, does Hannah Grace show any interest in photography or like, does she like to pretend or she comes with you on your shoot? So doesn't she? Yeah, she does. And when I travel too, she does. So she'll take my, my phone and she'll do some pictures and kind of get some behind the scenes stuff a lot. And she's getting pretty good. I got her a little camera and she loves playing with it. So we'll see. She's a good little assistant. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So she's in front of the camera and behind. So that's right. great. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Oh yeah. Cause I, I have seen other uh, mamas post some pictures of their kids just randomly taking on their phone and some of them yeah. are pretty good. So like, that's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. You might end up being a photographer. You never know. You never know. I know. You just, you, you don't know. I think, you know, the world is our ki kid's oyster. You know, right. they might need a little bit of help, but, yeah. you know, just, well, you know, I think opportunity, person. you know, right. they don't need to just be doing one thing. Like there's so many opportunities out there for them. They just yes. need to be given that, that chance and a little bit of support and we can make it happen. So exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, you're, I, I just really adore your photos and I wish you were a little closer. You're, you're in Nashville. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear yeah. the accent a bit. So. Oh, come on. Are you saying I'm a redneck? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. Um, but how can people find you? So if you go to my website, uh, paperdollsphotography.com. Uh, of course, I'm on Facebook, too, as Paper Dolls Photography. Uh, just make sure you put the S on the end of that because there was a paper doll uh, photography, and that's a boudoir photographer. Oh, and yes, I, I actually, yeah. I did find that. <laughs> I know, I it. That's not Stephanie, yeah. yeah. So make sure you got that S on the end of it. <laughs> okay. And you're on Instagram, too, right? I'm on Instagram at the doll collections. The doll collections. Okay. Oh, yeah. So that that's good. <laughs> oh, wow. And so do you, like, do you travel at all? for shoots? Oh, I do. I travel and I do fundraisers for different nonprofits. So I was actually just in Colorado a couple of weeks ago. And before that, I was in San Antonio, Texas. So I do sessions for families in different states and then donate part of the proceeds to that nonprofit. Oh, and, wonderful. Yeah, oh, that we call them doll tours. So doll tours. Doll <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Oh, and then obviously Hannah Grace comes with you. Oh, yeah. 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 She She's my sidekick. She, yes. <laughs> and so she's, you know, starting to see the world too. That's wonderful. Oh, that is just amazing. Oh, thank you so much for sharing your story. And, you know, and I know how hard it is being a single parent. It's, it's a tough gig. And, but I love that you're sharing your talent with the world and with our community and, and showcasing our, our beautiful kids because everyone loves to see, well, I, I love to see all the pictures. My news, my Facebook feed is just filled with all these pictures of kids with Down syndrome and I love it. <laughs> That's you know. right. And, 
but I also think like other single mamas or other single parents, they need to hear these, you know, positive stories. You know, I, obviously it was very tough in the beginning for you. Like I, like I can't even imagine, you know, your now ex leaving you and, and dealing with all of Hannah's potential health complications and you've just moved back with nothing. You have nowhere to live. Like I can't even, I can't even fathom it. It would be so challenging, but you have shown that you can rise up and you know, you can do this. You can make a difference and you just got to go for it. Like you said, you just finally bought the camera and, and just (laughs) went for it. And and you just never know what's going to happen. Like, look what happened. It's amazing. And, you know, but, and as a single parent, like, yeah, it's going to be tough. It is, it is tough, even if you have a partner and, but when you're doing it on your own, like it's just you and, and nobody else. So, you know, kudos to you and to all the single parents out there that are doing this. I know it's not easy, but there's so much joy, you know? Oh, it's so, yes. (laughs) No, it's, there's joy to be found even in the hard times, you know, as, as I'm sure, you know, like there are just days, like you're wondering, how am I ever going to do this? But, you know, but as mamas, we just, you get up and you just do it. And that's right. You go with it. You have to, you do it. You do it for for your future and you do it for the future kids who aren't here yet and advocate for them, you know, so they can thrive and have a happy life. Exactly. That's exactly (laughs) it. And, and I, I honestly feel that everyone has a way to advocate. Like some people might not feel comfortable speaking or whatever, but there are lots of ways you can do it. Like you're doing it through pictures. You know, Mm -hmm. there's so many ways that people can advocate for our kids. And, and I love hearing these stories. It's, it's wonderful and it's uplifting. And, and also of course, looking at all the beautiful pictures. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, really want to thank you for coming on today and and sharing your story. And, and like I said, you know, giving hope to, I think a lot of other single parents, not, you know, also all our parents out there, but also to single parents to know that, yeah, it can, it can be hard, but you can do this. Yeah, you can do it. You can do it. Yes. It's hard. There are days that are really hard, but you're, you're still going to do it. You're going to do it for your kid and you're going to give them you know, the life that you wanted them to have so they can thrive. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) You're welcome. So that's quite an interesting story where she never did photography before, except maybe on her phone, but somebody encouraged her to stretch her life to a new vocation. Yeah. I think it's pretty incredible how it all came together. She's completely self-taught, you know, didn't have a fancy camera and someone kind of encouraged her to go out there and do it. And, and then it just, how it kind of all took off. Like she just literally just launched her business and suddenly she was getting all this attention worldwide, which is absolutely fantastic. And And well-deserved. She's, she's got a good eye. Oh, for sure. Her, her pictures are beautiful. And I think everyone who gets a chance to be photographed by Stephanie is is really lucky and and very fortunate to do so. And her whole like the whole story that she laid out, uh, very emotional and mm-hmm. uh, quite a great multifaceted journey of trying to negotiate special needs and a new career and trying to you know trying to get her jeep back from Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> so many things going on 
and she has flourished. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I love her story is, you know, she's another single mama and, you know, she just dug in deep and found a way. And I think she shows that, you know, you can do it, you know, and someone, you know, made a suggestion to her and she just kind of went for it and has been really successful in doing so. So it's incredible and her pictures are amazing. And yeah, it's a great story. I love it. So that's a great story. Loved it. You know, let's wrap this episode up and move along and work on new stuff. Okay. Thanks for listening to the T21 Mom podcast. And as always, I would love to hear from you. Tell me your stories, what's going on in your life, what's important to you. You can email me at info at t21mom.com or find me on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter at trisomy21mama. And also please subscribe and leave a review. It would mean a lot to me if you did so, so that we can become more searchable to others in the Down syndrome community. Keep on loving on your rocking kiddos, and we will see you next time. Take care, Mary. Bye, Ron. Bye.